Sox fans. Are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast with your hosts, Mike Walters and Eddie Jones. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Jones. And we're going to talk to you about the Ducks this last week and a half, the uh, the trade deadline, the uh, the week coming up, and the playoffs. We're going to cover all of that. A lot of your fan questions, a lot of concern out there, Eddie. The uh, last podcast we did was right before the trade deadline. Uh, I went on Facebook Live. We talked about the Ducks and moves that they would make, Eddie, and the Ducks did nothing on the trade deadline. They did one minor league deal, and uh, what's your take? Uh, you know, a lot of concern out there among the uh, Anaheim faithful as the uh, trade deadline wrapped uh, wrapped up, and the Ducks didn't do anything. You know, I, I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm almost not. I mean, this is always an option, and especially with Bob Murray. I mean, we kind of expected that this this could happen. Uh, rarely do we see him make any of these big trades, especially during the season. Um, and we usually see him add these small pieces. Like uh, last year, where they added McGinn, they added Perron, they added Brendan Peary. Um, this year, they added Patrick Eves, and that was it. And, and I guess I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't add any small pieces, but essentially they didn't really need to add those type of depth players like they did last year. I mean, they had guys, they've had guys who have stepped up this season and done that in Logan Shaw and Andre Cachet and Chris Wagner and guys who they don't really need to go out and acquire somebody who can do that exact same thing. So I'm not surprised that they didn't go out and get those types of players. I think the most disappointing thing, and, and I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way, is they didn't go out and get that top six forward who can actually help them. I mean, great. Eves has, has done well so far. He has four points in six games. He's played pretty well. Uh, but by no means is he going to be that guy who's going to spark this Ducks offense. And and with Corey Perry struggling this season still and the way he's been playing, you know, we need a guy who can put the puck in the back of the net or create plays for somebody else to put the puck in the back of the net. And it was unfortunate, I think, for a lot of people that, you know, we didn't do that. We didn't trade that defenseman to go and get that type of player. I agree with you 100%. And, uh, you know, I went on Facebook Live about an hour before the trade deadline ended uh, nothing happened for the Ducks other than that minor league deal with Chicago, which uh, you know means nothing. Uh, we also found out that the Ducks sent down Cam Marosa to uh, San Diego. He got picked up by uh, Vancouver, and he was gone. Uh, of, you know that kind of stings too. So the Ducks are down on forwards. Uh, you know, Vermint obviously out with his suspension as well. Uh, the Ducks had the bye week. Uh, they went into the game against Toronto. Uh, kind of short on forwards, Eddie. I mean, you lose Camarosa. I mean, is he a guy that's going to get the Ducks to the Stanley Cup? No, but, I mean, he's an energy guy. He's a guy in the fourth line, a guy who wins almost all of his fights, unlike some other people we know. <clears throat> Bull. Uh, so you lose that guy. Uh, you don't pick up anybody during the trade, de- uh, trade deadline other than Eves. Um, it's kind of gloom or doom, you know, you're, you're kind of looking at this, uh, trade deadline. You're kind of upset. I mean, the ducks do go into the game against, uh, Toronto. They do beat Toronto, you know, five to two in this game. Uh, Raquel scores, uh, early in this one scores again. He gets two goals in this one. You had Eve score in this one. Um, it was a good win for the ducks. Uh, you know, and obviously, uh, Anderson wasn't in net. They had played the night before, but I mean, it's a little bit of a false hope. I mean, the ducks do beat Toronto. 
But you have to be concerned at the forward depth with the Ducks moving into this next week and a half here and the rest of the season. Yeah, and I think it was still a good game. I mean, this is normally a game when you look at past years, they'd say, okay, this is an easy win. But this is a Toronto team this year who who could most likely make the playoffs and is actually a very good team. And, and you know, they did play the other night, so the Ducks did have an advantage. But I think it was good for them to come out in this game and make a statement on, you know, on their first home game back. And, and win it in, in a considerable fashion. And I think they did that. You know, Raquel came out and played a great game in this one. He had two goals. Uh, Silverberg and uh, Votnin uh, had the other two. So I think, and then obviously Eve's getting the, the, the last one. But I think it was a, a good game by them. Um, but, no, you're right. I mean, there is an issue that if one of the big guys goes down, if Raquel goes down, if, if Perry, uh, you know, although struggling, does go down, you you know, you don't have anybody to fill in that spot right now. And, you know, you bring up a guy from the minors, he's not going to really make a difference. So it, it, it's scary. I mean, with all the, the scoring struggles they have right now, the only guy who's been really consistent uh, in the past few weeks has been Raquel. Um, and there's a worry that they're putting, you know, too much pressure on this guy to score all their goals for them. And, you know, some of the other games we saw this week, they, they had to scrape by or they, or they didn't, didn't get enough goals. So it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, how they set their forwards up for the rest of the season. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the fan questions we'll get to later. Uh, you know, we'll talk about, uh, you know, Vermette's going to come back here uh, when the Ducks play Washington this week, but we'll talk about that. Um, <clears throat> so the Ducks, they, you know, they beat Toronto. They beat them 5-2. to two. Uh, You know, Anderson wasn't in the net, which I, I know some of my friends were very upset. They wanted to see him that night, but uh, he didn't play. Uh, the Ducks pulled out this win. He got some scoring from Silverberg and Vatnin. And, you know, things looked good in that game. And then they went on, they played Vancouver. And the Ducks actually piled it on in this game. They had 42 shots, but they came up short in this one, Eddie. They they lost 2-1 to one in this game. Um, it wasn't for lack of effort, uh, you know, at all by the Ducks. But uh, Bachman comes in net for Vancouver and uh, literally stands on his head. And the Ducks are only able to get one goal uh, by Patrick Eves in this one. Yeah, it, it was disappointing to say the least. I mean, this is a guy who hasn't played a game this season, and he comes in and he has a 43-save performance, and, and the Ducks just can't solve him. I, I mean, uh, it, there's not much you can do. I, I mean, we've seen the Ducks this season have a lot of times where they've they've shot at 35 to 40 shots, if not more, um, and barely generated any chances. You know, one of the ones that comes to mind was the game against the Rangers where uh, they had over 40 shots against Lundqvist. And, and, you know, he played good, but he didn't play great, didn't really, you know, stand out for over 40 save performance. And and I think this one was a little bit different. I think they had their chances in this game. Bachman made some really good saves. But, you know, it, it, it's just one of those games. I mean, no matter what they put on that, other than Eve's goal, they just couldn't get anything by him. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, for the Ducks, you know, Gibson has been out. Uh, he had a upper body injury, so we had uh, Bernier in net the last couple games. Actually, you know, all of this week, actually, he didn't play a bad game at all, but the Ducks came up short. Uh, they won the faceoff battle. They uh, couldn't get anything done in the power play. They had more hits. It's kind of an unfortunate game. You, you really thought the Ducks would come out with a point in this one, but they didn't, and they ended up dropping this one, and then they had to uh, face Nashville, a couple nights later, and <laughs> this was a wild game, Eddie. Uh, you know, Nashville jumped out to a 2 nothing lead early in the game. Uh, plenty of fights in the first period. Uh, you know, Bieksa dropping the gloves, uh, getting a little cray-cray there in the first period. Uh, gets off getting a goal, getting the Ducks back in it. 
Uh, you know, the Ducks were down 3-1 to one in this one in the middle of the second period. They came back. They tied this game. They went to overtime and then actually won this game in a shootout. So, I mean, you look at these last three games, it's, it's not bad by the Ducks. You know, they uh, ended up winning two out of three. So, you know, despite the trade deadline and, and nothing going on, the Ducks are actually, you know, playing pretty well these last three games. Yeah, and there's another game where they put up over 40 shots in this one, and, and the, the amount of shot attempts they had was just ridiculous. I mean, Nashville blocked 25 shots, so they had a lot of pucks going to the net. Um, and they were awarded in this one. Obviously, they ended up getting three goals uh, in regulation in, in this game, and uh, it was just a, I think it was a good effort. I mean, a scrappy effort against a team who's been playing decent up into this up into that game. Um, and I, I, you know, I think it was a good performance by them, and, and you know, they dominated in the faceoff dot, which we've seen a lot from them this season. So I think it was a it was a nice you know comeback win after having such a disappointing performance uh, against the the Vancouver Canucks to not get a point from that game and to come out and battle this one out and uh, win it in a shootout was great for them. Yeah, I mean, this was a game where you know the Ducks got down, like I said earlier, they got down three to one, and they were able to come back. Uh, Richie and Raquel scoring in the second period, they tied it up. And forced overtime, uh, you know, nobody scored in the overtime. You look at the shootout, nobody scored in the shootout except for Patrick Eves. Uh, you know, the, the one addition that the Ducks did make, uh, you know, a little bit before the trade deadline, obviously. So he came up big in this game. And, you know, he's, he's got a couple goals, you know, in five or six games, the Ducks. So it's helped out in this one. Uh, so the Ducks were able to pull this one out again, Bernier in net. Uh, a, a good win for the Ducks because, you know, we've seen them get down and then they don't rally. So for them to come back from this one, you know, it was a good game, especially after they, uh, you know, had a really good effort against Vancouver and dropped that game, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it was it was a big comeback uh, win, a feel-good win for the Ducks after that one. And, you know, getting back, you know, into the fold of things. And, and this is a still a big, you know, a big game against Nashville Predators. You know, the Ducks haven't. Uh, solidified a spot in the Pacific Division yet, so this is a team that they're fighting with to stay in the playoffs. Nashville is it was in the wild card spot, is now in the third Central Division spot. So the Ducks are fighting with Nashville, with Calgary, with Edmonton, you know, with St. Louis, and with the Kings for a final playoff spot. So this was a big two points for them. And then with that, you know, the Ducks uh, they went on a two-day uh, road trip back to back. They played Chicago and St. Louis. And again, Bernier was in net, and they they went to Chicago. And <laughs> this first period was really crazy. I mean, Chicago dominated the first period against the Ducks. They outshot them nineteen to two in this period. The Ducks, I, I, I don't know how they somehow come out of this period tied. Eddie uh, Bernier basically stands on his head and does circles, and maybe cartwheels too. I mean, it was just a crazy first period. The Ducks were able to withstand the push. The second period. Some guy named Corey Perry scores a goal who, you know, you probably haven't heard of in the last, like, two, three weeks because, you know, he gets his 12th goal, <clears throat> you know, and he scores. Uh, a great goal, by the way, which, you know, gives the Ducks the uh, the one nothing lead. They hang on in the third period despite Chicago pulling uh, Crawford with over two minutes to go. And this is just a crazy game. This is a game that the Ducks steal. I mean, they get outshot 43-26. to 26. They get dominated in the first period. Uh, the Ducks did play better in the second and third period, but I mean, you got to look at the last four games. You got to feel pretty good about the Ducks. They finally won two games back to back, Eddie. Uh, you know, the last eleven or twelve games they had alternated wins and losses. So finally, they put some uh, you know points together. 
Yeah, and I think the key thing for them was surviving that first period. I mean, like you said, the, the Blackhawks outshot them 19-2 to in the first, and then shots in the final two periods were even at 24 apiece. So I, I think, you know, surviving that first period was great. Obviously, Bernier play, had an excellent game in this one. Um, and, you know, you have to remember, too, the Ducks played uh, 12 minutes uh, of the second period without uh, Ryan Getzlaff because he had the, the misconduct and the, the two-minute instigator for his fight in the in the first period. So, uh, I mean, that was a huge thing for them, too, just to get through that and, and <laughs> you know, still grind out this game and win one nothing. So, I, you know, I think this is... I, you know, I, I don't want to say this was a good game because this was a good game for Bernier for sure um, and a good two periods for, for the Ducks. But you know, I think it, it, it is a big win to be able to hold on against a team like this who dominated for, for so long in the first period. You know, to be able to scrape out and get this win, it, it, it's, it's big for the guys in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, definitely. When you're playing Chicago, you know, Chicago's uh, battling out with Minnesota for first in the Central Division. The Ducks come out and win this one. Like you said, uh, Getzloff and Panic get into it. Getzloff ends up getting 17 minutes worth of penalties. He gets a t- uh, you know 10 minute game misconduct for instigating. He gets another t- uh, two minutes on top of that, plus the five minutes of fighting. I mean, he's out you know the end of the first period and almost a majority of the second period. I don't know if maybe that helped the Ducks because he was you know well rested, but the Ducks ended up pulling this one out. A little bit of you know adversity. Uh, you know, we talked about Corey Perry and how he needs to get hot. He finally gets a goal. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens if it carries on. But this is a big win for the Ducks. Uh, you know, obviously you got to give it to Bernier in this one. They they r- literally steal two points out of this game before they go into St. Louis, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, and you have to give it up to Bernier. I mean, uh, I know we've missed Gibson being in the net, and you know he the la- the last two games he played, they were both shutouts. So we've definitely missed him. But for uh, for Bernier to come into this game and silence the critics and and have a 43 save shutout. I, I mean. There hasn't been many goalies in Ducks history who've had that many saves in a shutout. I think they said he was tied Hiller with 43, um, and then somebody else had 45, and that was it. So, I mean, this was a, a great performance by him, probably the best I've seen from him in a long time. Oh, I agree. You know, there's a lot of people that give Bernier, you know, a lot of crap, you know, for lack of a better term. They do. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been outstanding this past week. So with with that game, the Ducks then went to St. Louis. They had to play back-to-back. You thought maybe Enroth would come in, and no, it would get a surprise. Carlisle doesn't say anything. He keeps a tight lip. He doesn't talk about who's going to start or whatnot. Instead, Gibson comes in, uh, and he plays, which is great. I mean, we're all happy. Uh, Gibson's back. Uh, the way the game started was not so great. Uh, Tarasenko scores you know, 12 seconds into the game, and you're like, really? So he scores. But then Raquel uh, answers, uh, Wagner answers. The Ducks are up 2-1 to one after the first period. Uh, St. Louis answers back. Uh, you know, it's 2-2 going in the third period. Uh, Stashney uh, gets a goal 25 seconds in the third period. So you're like, okay, really? And uh, Silverberg answers back. And it looks like this game, Eddie, is going to go to overtime. It's 3-3. Three to three. Uh, You know, you think, okay, the Ducks are going to at least get three points out of these four games. And no, they get they give up a goal with nine, just a little over 19 seconds left. And what a disappointing game. I, I mean, I really thought the Ducks deserved a better feat in this game. I thought they would at least get a point, but they come out of this one with no points. Yeah, and I mean, what a way to, to welcome Gibson back uh, after a couple of weeks to for Tarasenko to score on the first shot of the game. And it was disappointing. I mean, he did look a little bit rusty. Um, from what we heard, he, he this is the first time he's faced NHL shots in, 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 since he went down with injury. So, I mean, 
what a what a guy to face on your first shot since coming back and, and one of the best goal scorers in the league in Tarasenko. So uh, disappointing in that aspect. I, I think, you know, he'll get better after this game. He'll get more comfortable being back in the net and he'll be fine. But, you know, the weight to, to lose it like that, to lose it with 20 seconds left when, you know, they played a, a decent game where we're about to get a point out of it, you know, a well-deserved and well-needed point. Um, and they end up losing with 20 seconds left. It's it, just a disappointing game. Yeah, I mean, it was very frustrating. I mean, it looked like the Ducks, you know, after the first period, you thought maybe they would win. And then after the second period, you thought, okay, maybe they'd come out with a tie. And even in the final moments. So frustrating. You know, the Ducks ended up getting two out of four, uh, which isn't bad. But, you know, we talk about the, uh, the standings and what's going on right now. And uh, Calgary's been on fire. Uh, they keep on winning, Eddie. So if you look at the standings right now, San Jose's in first. They, they have 87 points. Calgary and Anaheim are tied at 80, but uh, Calgary has more wins, so the Ducks are in third, technically. And then Edmonton is in fourth with uh, 79. And then you have uh, St. Louis and the Kings battling it out for the last spot. St. Louis is at uh, 75, and the Kings are at 70. So it's a tight battle right now. And that's what some of the fan questions are about, Eddie. I mean, uh, a lot of the fans are kind of concerned here. They're they're worried about the Ducks. You know, are they going to end up in second? Are they going to end up in third? Are they going to end up in the wild card spot? Um, and and that's what some of the people have been asking. And you know, the Ducks still have 14 games to go. Still a couple weeks left to play. Uh, what do you think about the Ducks right now? I mean, it's uh, kind of up in the air where they're going to finish. I think if you had asked me nine games ago, I probably would have said that they would finish for sure in one of the three Pacific Division spots. But now all of a sudden, Calgary wins their ninth in a row, and they've taken over that second spot in the Pacific Division. And and now you never know. I I mean, if Edmonton wins their next game, because they do have a game in hand on both Calgary and the Ducks, they would bump the Ducks into that first wildcard spot and, and bump them out of the Pacific Division standings altogether. So, I mean... I don't know now. I think they make the playoffs. I I honestly think it's too much of a, you know, too much of a, a gap for the Kings to make up with only, uh, they only have 16 games remaining, and I know it is only five points, but the Blues are starting playing well. Calgary's playing well. Edmonton uh, has been playing decent as well. So I mean, I think it's too much of a gap for them to make it. So I think they do make the playoffs. But you know, if you finish in that first wild card spot, you're playing the Sharks. If you finish in the second one, you're playing either Chicago or Minnesota. So those aren't easy matchups to get in the first round. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, uh, Alex asked a question about it. He goes, "You know what? The Ducks didn't make a big trade." On the trade deadline, how far do you think they can go? You know, do you think the the Western Conference final or anything less? And I think it's a great question, Eddie. Like you said, you know, a little while ago, uh, we would have been talking about the Ducks being in uh, second or third. Uh, right now, it's kind of up in the air. Um, you know, we mentioned this before, Eddie. I, I don't really care if they win the division or not. I mean, I don't really think they are. I mean, they're seven points behind San Jose. San Jose has a game in hand. I, I don't think they're going to catch him, but I don't really care about that. But I, I do think it's going to be difficult because if the Ducks finish in second or third, uh, they're going to end up playing Calgary or Edmonton, most likely. If they end up in the wild card, then it's a whole other animal. I mean, we'll see what happens. But I think the Ducks are in a tough spot. Uh, I mean, I, I, like you said, I think they'll make the playoffs. But after then, I, I mean, it's a flip of a coin. I don't really uh, know how they're going to do, uh, you know, come mid-April. 
you know, I, I think the key thing for the Ducks right now is finishing in, you know, they're not going to catch the Sharks. So I think the key thing for them is finishing in second in the Pacific and getting home ice advantage in the first round and then seeing where that momentum can take them. I mean, they're a great home team. They're 21-8-3, which is best in the Pacific Division um, for a home record. They're, you know, they're just a little bit better than the Sharks, uh, but their road record is awful. I mean, they're 14-15-7 on the road. Um, and if they finish in third or in the wild card, they're going to be playing on the road for four of those seven games if they if it does go to game seven. And I think that's a huge disadvantage for them. Obviously, if they do get to the first round, they're probably going to have uh, give up home ice advantage to whoever they play in the second round. But you know, it's key to get that in the first round, build up momentum, and see how far it can carry them. You know, as for how far they go, I think it kind of does get determined by where the, if they do get home ice, but. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can see, you know, it, it's hard to say. I want them to go on and make a run and win the Stanley Cup, but with way that, the way the team is built right now uh, and the way they've played some of the last games they have, I really don't know if they can make it all the way. Yeah, it's been tough. I mean, the Ducks, you know, they haven't played bad in the last week. I mean, they, they could have won every single game that they played. I mean, they dominated against Vancouver. They came up short. Uh, you know, St. Louis, they went back and forth. They came up short. Uh, Chicago, you know, really pushed them early on. They ended up winning that one, won nothing. Uh, they got down against Nashville. They won that game. Uh, there's a lot of fight in this team. That That's for sure. But how they're going to do is going to be interesting. And you mentioned the Stanley Cup. You know, the Ducks are going to play uh, Washington, and they're going to have the 10-year uh, anniversary of the Stanley Cup. And the Ducks will get Anton Vermette back. And that's one of the questions uh, someone asked us. They asked us, what do we see the lineup? Uh, and how it's going to be. Don't forget, uh, Nick Ritchie's been gone. Uh, he was out with a little bit of whiplash, uh, so he didn't play in these last couple games. But the way that I see this lineup going, at least in the next couple games, Eddie, is I see uh, Eves, Getzoff, and Raquel. They uh, were together. The Kessoff line was uh, the same. And uh, you and I kind of talked about this before the show. We think maybe Casse, Vermette, and Perry might be on the line. And then Thompson would center the fourth line with either uh, Wagner, Bull, and Shaw filling out the uh, the forwards on that fourth line. Yeah, I, I think you know Thompson gets pushed down to the fourth line. I think that's obvious. If Matt comes in uh, and centers that third line. As for who he plays with, I don't know. Maybe they opt to go back to Vermette, Raquel, and Perry and play them together, and then have Cachet or have uh, Richie maybe play with Getzlaff and Eves. Uh, but, you know, I think for sure the Kessler's line, they remain together. Um, and it looks like for, for the rest of the season, that like Getzloff and Perry are probably not going to play together. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I, I think the most likely thing is maybe we do see Raquel, Vermette, and Perry go back t- together. They were playing pretty well before Vermette got suspended. And then Getzloff with Eves and whoever they decide to put on, on his left wing. And whether that be Cachet, whether that be Richie, or whoever they decide to put, I think that's uh, that's the most likely option for them right now. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we'll have to see. I, you know, we don't know if Richie will be available or not in these next couple of games. So that's going to kind of factor into, you know, what's going to happen with the lineup, obviously, as the Ducks uh, go on this homestand. Um, you know, an, another good question uh, Greg asked us, kind of goes back to the playoffs too, but kind of, you know, the end of the season, the Ducks have a lot of games uh, against specific teams uh, that are going to be, you know, uh, four-point games. So we have uh, Greg asked us about, you know, do you think the Ducks can compete with some of these teams? Obviously the Sharks, the Oilers, 
uh, you know, maybe the central teams like the Hawks. I mean, obviously the Ducks beat the Hawks one nothing. Uh, you have the Wild too, and the Flames that are putting on pressure too. Um, I think the Ducks can, Eddie, but you and I have talked about this before. I, I think, you know, two of the biggest issues are, is Perry going to get hot? Obviously, he got that goal against Chicago, which is great, but that's, you know, one goal in the last 10, 11 games. Um, Gibson, we need Gibson to be healthy. He's played well when he is. Uh, those are some of the factors to, uh, you know, take into account. I, I, you know, I don't think the Ducks are going to play the Sharks. I, I just don't. Right now, I think the Ducks are going to end up in second, third, or the wild card. So I don't really think that's a team that they need to worry about. I think, really, the Ducks right now, Eddie, are going to have to worry more about the Oilers, the Flames, those kind of teams, unless they do fall to that wild card spot. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I think they can hold on to a spot. It, it's going to be tough because it's going to be a battle between uh, Calgary and Edmonton, but they, they almost do hold their fate in their hands. I mean, they play Edmonton on the 22nd, and then you look into April, and, and that's a huge month for them where they play Edmonton on the 1st, Calgary on the 2nd, Calgary again on the 4th, and then the Kings on the 9th. Uh, I mean, you know, they have two chances to play Edmonton and two chances to play Calgary, and, and both all of them will be four-point games where they can make up points on the Flames and the Oilers, and I think if they can play well in those games and win those games, then you know they, they do have their fate in their own hands and they can uh, make a push and stay in the Pacific, Pacific Division spot. But you know they do have to worry about playing the Sharks because that is the option. I, I mean, I'm maybe not so much as worrying about playing Minnesota or Chicago, but the Sharks are a real option for them now with Calgary winning nine games in a row. Yeah, I mean, you, you are right. I mean, Calgary has been... I mean, literally on fire. I mean, sorry, but that's the pun, and it's what's going on. I mean, they've won nine in a row. I mean, they've been pushing it. So you're right. The Ducks could end up, you know, in that wild card spot, and they could end up playing the Sharks, which, you know, I don't know. It would be interesting. I mean, the Ducks have beaten the Sharks before in the playoffs, but that that would be, you know, a very, very difficult series. I mean, the way that the things are going with the Ducks right now, um, it's going to be tough. Uh, the Ducks are going to go down stretcher. They got a lot of big games, like you said, against uh, teams in the Pacific Division. Um, you know, uh, uh, Khalid asked the question: You know, is this the year the Ducks don't win the the division? And I say yes. I don't think the Ducks are going to win the division, but I'm not really concerned about that, Eddie. I think you and I have kind of talked about this before. The Ducks have won the division four years in a row, and it's translated into zero, nothing. I mean, I mean, obviously, the one year they got one game away from the Stanley Cup final, but I'm not really worried about that. I'm more worried about the Ducks scoring goals and playing as a team as they go forward here with you know the next uh, two three weeks. Yeah, you're right. I don't think they should focus on winning the Pacific Division. It's almost it's almost too far gone now. I mean, they're seven points out of the Pacific Division lead. The Sharks have a game in <clears throat> they have a game in hand, um, and I just I just don't see it happening. I mean, it would have to take a run where they do win nine games in a row, like Calgary has done right now. And for the Sharks, they'd have to play poorly to to finish the rest of the season. I think it's too big of a gap for anybody to make up right now. Even the Flames, with the way they're playing, I I mean, it it, it would San Jose would have to fall apart in, in their last 15 games for any team to catch them right now. Um, so you're right. I don't think they should focus on that. They should focus on staying in the Pacific Division standings and not dropping to the wild card. I think that should be their main focus for for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I think the thing is, like you said, going for the division isn't really the the issue here. I mean, we've seen it and, uh, you know, the results. So 
the Ducks have to play as a team. Um, they've got to play better. Uh, you know, I think this last week wasn't necessarily a bad week. I really, like we talked about, I think they could have won all of the games. I mean, you know, that's the way it looked. It, it, they didn't look that uh, off. <clears throat> you know, they really could have beat Vancouver. They came back against Nashville. They didn't play as well against uh, Chicago. And, and then, uh, you know, the heartbreaker there against St. Louis. But I, I think this team, you know, <clears throat> it, they're still they're going to make the playoffs. That's the way I feel. I know some people have asked me that. They go, do you think they're going to make the playoffs? <clears throat> I still think they will. The question is where and how far they're going to go, Eddie. And this next week, uh, they're going to have some tests. They're going to play, uh, you know, like we said, Washington on the 10-year cup anniversary game. They're going to play St. Louis again. Uh, they're going to play Buffalo, who, you know, knock on wood, we, we don't talk about teams being easy, but they should win that game. And then they play uh, San Jose, which is obviously going to be a dogfight uh, back-to-back, and then they, you know, go on the road into uh, San Jose for that game. So they got four more games coming up this week. Uh, what's your take on, you know, the Ducks and their chances against some of these teams? Because, I mean, they're going to be tough, Washington, St. Louis, and San Jose. Yeah, I mean, I think the, obviously the big game and the toughest game is is against the Capitals. I mean, they're definitely a cup favorite. They've actually been struggling lately. They've lost their two or last two in a row. They lost to to San Jose in their most recent game, uh, but they're still the best team in the NHL right now. And, and it's going to be a tough game. I think it's a it's good that the Ducks are playing them at Honda Center, uh, where they've been a lot better this. Uh, this season, and, and I think the good thing for them is in the next uh, six games, they play five at home, and, and I think that's big for them uh, to get some momentum and, and push into to the final stretch of, of the season. So I think uh, these next few games are going to be key. Obviously, like I said, the Washington one is going to be tough. Uh, I think they're going to be looking for some revenge against San Jose, and they're going to have more rest. I mean, sorry, against St. Louis, and they're going to have more rest in this game than they did against uh, them on the tenth, where they played Chicago the night before. And then, like you said, that that game against San Jose, it comes uh, the night after they play the Sabres. Um, you know, it's not a typical back-to-back. You know, they're just traveling from, from Anaheim to San Jose. It's not as bad as, per se, traveling from Chicago to St. Louis. So it won't be as bad of a back-to-back, but it will be a tough game. Um, and it's still a four-point game. You're still playing the Sharks, so it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, and then, you know, it's kind of interesting. The Ducks have, uh, you know, three days off after that. They finish out the month at home against uh, Edmonton, Winnipeg, New York. Uh, they also have uh, Vancouver on the road, Winnipeg again. Uh, that's how it's going to go for the rest of March. Uh, when we look into April, as you talked about, they're going to play Edmonton. Uh, you got Chicago. I'm sorry. Uh, you got Calgary t- uh, twice, and then Chicago, and then obviously the Kings for the last game of the season. Uh, Calgary is going to be interesting because they're playing them twice within three days so that's going to be huge too with the way things are going so with this team going into you know this last uh three four weeks here um it's kind of up in the air i mean it's weird you think that this team could uh you know squeeze into the playoffs maybe get on a roll and then go from there but uh you know i think there's a lot of concern eddie the trade deadline came and went uh you know the ducks got patrick eaves a few days before after that, there there wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, you know, obviously, finally we're going to get Vermette back. Hopefully, we get Richie back. Uh, Gibson's now back as well. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it's just a toss up. I really don't know how the Ducks are going to do down the stretch in the last three four weeks. I think they have been playing better, uh, like we talked about in these last uh, four or five games. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting. I think this team, come playoff time. Um, 
if they can get hot or if they can at least play the way that they're playing, I, I think they have a chance that to get you know at least a couple rounds. But as far as going all the way, I, I just don't know. I just don't know if they can get past, you know, either A, get to the Western Conference Final, and then B, get past that. Yeah, and I think, you know, as for the, the final stretch of the season, I think they have a little bit of an advantage because nine of their last 14 games are at home, and then they've got five on the road. So I think that's a big advantage for them to, to you know, build up some points where they should be grabbing them and to finish in one of those top three spots. Um, and then, like you said, as for the playoffs, um, you know, anybody who gets in can win it. And, you know, we hear that every season. It sounds cliche. But really, if, if anybody gets in the playoffs, they have a chance at winning it. And they're a good enough team to win it. And, you know, just because Washington's the favorite or just because Minnesota's the favorite doesn't mean they're going to win the Stanley Cup. So I, I think if the Ducks can get in, if they can get home ice in the first round and they can build up some <laughs> momentum, I, I think they, they do have a chance at winning it. It just comes down to is Perry going to start? scoring goals and who's going to step up for them in the playoffs if he doesn't start scoring goals i think those are the, the big questions for the ducks heading into the playoffs yeah i agree and i think you know one of the other players that hasn't scored in a while has been kessler he's been stuck on 19 goals for a long time uh you know so that's another guy that i mean obviously we're all high on him you know, people rarely talk uh, negative with Kessler, but Kessler's another guy that needs to start getting it going. He got to 19 goals so fast, and then nothing, you know. And so I, I think if uh, Kessler and Perry can start contributing on the offense, uh, Gibson stays healthy, he gets in a rhythm in his game, then I think the Ducks have a really good chance. Um, it's going to be tough, uh, for sure. I'm not going to pull any punches here. Uh, with what's going on down the stretch. I mean, <clears throat> obviously this week's going to be, you know, you got three out of four games against tough competitors. Um, after that, you've got two weeks where it's not so bad. And then April's going to be, <clears throat> you know, uh, you you got, you know, what, five uh, tough games in April. So it's big. Every game is big right now. Every two points is huge uh, as the Ducks go down the stretch. And, I, I mean, I don't count them out. I still think they will make the playoffs. I I, th- I think the key though, Eddie, like I said, is, is it's not just Perry. You know, a lot of people harp on Perry, and I totally get it. I totally understand it. But <clears throat> the rest of the team too. We can't just lean on Gessloff to get assists and Raquel to get goals. And that's what the Ducks have been doing lately. I mean, and, you know, they've been you know winning some of these games. Obviously, you know, they won the last three out of five here, uh, and they probably could have won all five. <clears throat> but it's going to take a team effort. And, I, you know, I know the trade deadline was disappointing to a lot of people. I get it. Ducks didn't do a lot of moves. Uh, obviously, the expansion draft played into some of that as well. But if the Ducks can get some of the other guys revved up, Eddie, then they have a good chance. And I, and I really think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, and I think you have to look at it this way, too, is, is you know, the Ducks haven't had any point in the season really where everybody – has been playing, you know, at top level. We early in the season it was Kessler, Silverberg, and Cogliano who were playing great. Fowler was playing great. You know, Raquel was struggling a little bit at one point. Um, and, and I think you know then it shifted gears where Kessler and and Cogliano struggled a bit. Silverberg struggled slightly uh, since how well he was doing early in the season. Um, and then now Raquel's picked it up, and, and Getzlaff has started playing really well. And now it's kind of shifted over to that way. I mean, Perry's kind of just been consistently off the pace the whole season. But if 
if they can all get hot at the same time, this will be a new look to the Ducks, uh, to the Ducks, something we haven't seen all season where everybody's firing on all cylinders. So I think, you know, that will be key for them to, to go far in the playoffs. And, you know, we, you know, we, every team hopes for that. Every team hopes for all their players to get hot and start playing well. But I think it, with the Ducks and with them not picking up a top six forward, I think that's especially key for them heading into the playoffs. Yeah, and that's the concern that a lot of people have talked about, not picking up another forward. Um, we'll kind of uh, you know round up the show. We, we got kind of one last uh, interesting question, Eddie. Uh, it comes from TJ. He talks about the, the Ducks. And uh, if you have nicknames for the players, and I thought this was kind of an interesting question. Uh, I mean, some of them we do, obviously. Uh, Silver Bullet, you know, we have the T-shirts for uh, Silverberg, obviously. Uh, Kess Boss, which everybody's talked about. Um, Scory Perry, not so much, but you know, Scory Perry. Um, any other nicknames you can think of? Uh, uh some of the guys out there. I, I know we've got a, a handful of them. Some of them we have T-shirts for. You know, the Botman, obviously. Um, any other nicknames you have for some of the players in the Ducks? Uh, Pylon for BX. <laughs> 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 I, I I don't really know. I I mean. I mean, people call Getzlap Getzy, I guess, but I, I mean, other than that, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. So, I that that's probably the one I've heard the most all season from everybody else. So I wouldn't, I guess, I'd go with that one. Oh my God, you're killing me! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have. Uh, let's see, what else we got? We got uh, Andrew Cogliano. Some people call him Cog. Some people call him Iron Man. Uh, I'm trying to think, looking at the rest of the lineup here and seeing what else we have. You're killing me with the pylon. That's that's just cracking me up. But uh, no, that's probably the names we got for most of the people. You know, people call Gibson Gibby. Um, I kind of threw out that one with Bernier's last week. Hashtag Bernier Wall. You know, Berlin Wall. Hopefully, you guys got that one. I kind of threw that out there. Kind of made it up on the fly. Um, you got Josh Manson, you know, obviously there's there's some connotations there, but I don't want to go there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's probably, probably most of the names that we got on here. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the Ducks are going to be fine. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. It's just a question of how far they're going to go here in the next couple of weeks. They've, they've played better. They Like we said, they didn't get that top six forward on a trade deadline. I know a lot of people are upset. They're they're mad at Murray and, you know, the, the fire Murray and the fire Carlisle and all that stuff. I've heard all that stuff, too. I'm not worried about that yet. You know, I want to see what they do in the playoffs. If the Ducks go into the playoffs and get, you know, swept in the first round or something, then I think we have a legitimate concern, Eddie. I do like the way the Ducks are trending. I do think that they are playing better. But I, I think you and I, kind of the theme of the show is that they need to play as a team. And they got to get everybody on the same page. You're absolutely right. At different times of the season, we've seen different players play better, whether it's the Kessler line, whether it's uh, Raquel. Uh, Gibson was on fire there for a little while and he got hurt. Different things like that. So <clears throat> I think if the Ducks can get you know everybody firing all cylinders, then we have a good chance. Otherwise, it may be a one-and-done, Eddie. Yeah, and I think they have to pick up their road play, too. I mean, they're below 500 on the road, um, and, and that's not going to get you through the playoffs. I, I mean – likely where they're going to finish is uh, other than maybe getting home ice in the first round, they're going to be playing every series after that where they're going to be playing only three games at home and they're going to have to pick up their play on the road. If they're going to make a serious push and a serious run in the playoffs. I think you're absolutely right. As you, as you talked about the ducks play well at home, not so much on the road. 
And, you know, another issue, too, is the special teams. The special teams, the Ducks were really good on the power play for a while. They got cold there. Uh, they're going to have to tune that up, too. I think getting Vermette back is definitely going to help, uh, you know, the, especially in the faceoff. I mean, obviously, the Ducks are still doing decent in the faceoff this last week. That's going to help to have that extra forward. You know, obviously, I'm a big fan of Wagner. Thank God he's up, too, because usually he's hitting people and scoring. Uh, and I do like Eves. Um, the one thing I like is uh, Perry's not going in front of the net and, and being an agitator, but Eves is. So I do like that. I think that's a, a huge key uh, for the Ducks. If, if you have Eves going in front of the net, maybe you can tell Perry, hey, dude, this is how we do it, remember? And, and that would help out too, Eddie, because that, that's the one thing I noticed from the Ducks is they're not quite uh, irritating the uh, opposing goalie as much. Yeah, and, you know that's kind of the style of play that they've played for the last few seasons. It's kind of a gritty, uh, go to the front of the net style of play, and it's changed a bit this season. I think they have a little bit of a new identity under Randy Carl. I mean, you thought I, I would think that he would, you know, take advantage of that style of play and you know send Perry to that. And we we see it at times, and we see it on the power play at times as well. But um, it's something I think they need to get back to, especially we've mentioned this multiple times for Perry's sake. If he, if you're going to get him going, got to get him comfortable and playing the, the the way that he's used to be, uh, you know, used to playing over the last few seasons. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And if the Ducks can do that, if they can uh, create havoc in front of the net, then uh, you know we can see some good things. Uh, like we said, the Ducks have been playing a little bit better last uh, week or so. We'll see what happens in the in the next uh, three four games. And uh, take it from there. And uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, hopefully you'll join us. And uh, we'll see what happens with the Ducks uh, moving forward as they go down the stretch run. So uh, let's go Ducks. Ducks.